AOA saying it's your boy Case Money, and I'm just here to let you know that this interview is pretty extensive, so we're going to chop it up into three parts for you. I hope you enjoy part one. AOA is saying it's your boy Bobby Swizzle from the Why You Saying Podcast. I'm here to let you know how you can find out more about what's flowing through the airwaves from what you're saying. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And if you want to shoot us an email, I'll at whyyousayingbda at gmail.com. That's W-A-Y-A-S-A-Y-I-N-B-D-A. Also, make sure that you like, share, rate, comment. Just, you know, come through with a little love. You know what it is. It's lit suck on these little quats, Nick. <laughs> I was having a session the other day singing Kirk Franklin songs like, Here's my shoulder, you can lean on me. You can lean. Tell me, how can I, how, how can, can I, I love Jesus if I never see? Something happened. I don't know why. That was a good test though, right? Somerset way sando, Southampton way sando, Warwick way sando, Paget way sando, Pembroke, Devon Church, Miss Paris way sando, Hamilton way sando, St. Joe way sando. Hey, what you saying? What you saying? It's your boy Case Money, aka Black Wet. Ah. Hey, what you saying? Fuck, I had it the first time, man. Okay, ready? This is so much fun. Hey, what you saying? What you saying? It's your boy Case Money, aka Black and White Milkshakes at Ice Cream, and it's your boy Bobby Swizzle. My my Indian name is Slave Feet. <laughs> <laughs> Slave Feet. Yeah. Shout it out to Randall. I don't know. Shout out to Mila Kunis. <laughs> Mila Kunis. And this is another episode of What You're Saying. We starting to get. Well, I'm turning up. Bobby's a little sober this time. I am. Bobby, I just I, I just feel like. Hype on life right now. Have you been riding your bike lately? No. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. My front tire went on me when when I was going down a hill your, on your Friday. Front, your front tire went on you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was coming I was coming down a hill and I was getting to the bottom, putting on brakes. Front brakes or back brakes? <laughs> back brakes. Okay. Because if you got a front, (laughs) (laughs) it was for back brakes, Uh and my back tire started like sliding a little. Then I almost like went down in the middle of the street. Oh shit! Recover. Anyway, I didn't die, but it was scary as fuck. Hey man, be safe out there. 
Yeah, I can't ride the bike anymore. You just when you do get back on the bike, yeah. you should put on a helmet. I know that shit looks goofy as shit, but like you know, mm. it's lit out here. Yeah, perhaps the streets is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. No, it's no love in these streets, son. <laughs> Shout out to the first burp. Yeah, I, I don't know if we've had many burps on the. I don't think I'm gonna edit that one out. It's cool. It's, it's sexy. <laughs> okay, so we here. We got another interview for that ass. This one's going to be, um, I, I'm not really sure where the fuck it's going to go. It to could go honest. everywhere. We've made reference to this uh, gentleman's website. I want to say at least, I know we've argued about the name of this website. Yeah, because we had it wrong at one point. No, I had it fucking right. Because I spoke to him the day before and I was like, nah, he told me this. Okay. That's how long ago we're supposed to do this interview now that I think about it. Maybe. Damn. It's lit. With that being said, welcome Ayo Johnson to the episode. Woo. What are you saying? Thank you so much. How are you doing today, Brad? Thanks for inviting me, guys. No Um, problem. I'm actually quite, um, feel very privileged to be here at this mic right now. You'll probably lose that feeling by the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First thing I got to say, happy belated to you, bro. Thank you. Well, you know, I don't even celebrate birthdays. So, oh, word. Is that know. why you were so nonchalant when I saw you on your birthday? When was that? When I saw you on, at, uh, on that day. Yeah, so on that day. <laughs> you just said that. Because then I got home and I was like, I was like, oh, let me see if we're friends on Facebook. And then it was like, it's his birthday. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I worked from like seven in the morning to like two the next day. Word. So you were kind of so. in a in a trance. I had you say so you had your laptop up. You were setting yourself yeah, up. Yeah, man, I was working, man. A lot going it. on in this country, you know. So hustling. Hopefully, by the end of it, happen. you'll have me understanding what the fuck's going on with this country. Yeah. Well, I try to figure it out myself. So. <laughs> so much going on. So how we like to do it, Aya, we like to start from the beginning and then mm. work our way up to the present. Take it from your birth. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> on the day of the Lord. Yeah. Well, oh. on that day, um, many moons ago, mm-hmm. um, my dad looked and said, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> I'm and sure so, most dad said that. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, fuck you, man. How are you going to say shit like that? Be in the eye of just flipping up your finger at like two days old. Like, fuck this shit, man. I didn't ask for this. You know what I'm saying? We all come out screaming, right? Yeah. You know, and we all, and basically to me, that scream is a big, what the fuck, right? You know, that's what we basically say. Right. You know, that's what it means, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And and then we start asking questions. Mm -hmm. From junk. Yeah. You know, once, once we begin to formulate those words, we begin to, why this, why that, huh? Mm-hmm. And why, 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 why? Mm-hmm. But why? But Until why? our parents, like, they lose any answers. <laughs> it's like just, you they know just, how it's, uh, the answers begin to slow down? Yeah. And uh-huh. don't know what the answer is anymore? Then you just get that one word answer, because. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. It because. Is, it no. is because it is. It's what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. That's what it is. It you is know? what it is. So, um. That's why you're in school, motherfucker. <laughs> it's because I said so. <laughs> because I said, I said so. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. And so, next question is like, who gave you the fucking authority to say mm. so, you know? But what's interesting is that, you know, the work I do is no different from what infants do. Mm-hmm. Keep asking the questions. That's a nice way to look at it. Yeah, I never you thought know. about it like that. Makes it real easy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we forget how to ask questions. Hmm. You well, know, we, we even forget that, that, that innate sort of curiosity uh-huh. 
the need to know which we're born with. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right? You know? And so well, that's why you find me when I go to press conferences. You know, you get that. Eventually you get, because! True. 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 Okay. Okay. We got to get this classified. I'm just thinking of Baby Io at a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> just, just talking about what the fuck? It's Why? <laughs> because? Fuck you. <laughs> Okay, so uh, first question. Uh, I kind of feel like, I mean, motherfucker sounds like Jeffrey from fucking uh, Fresh Prince of Brother. <laughs> but Bermudian born? No, Sierra Leone. Sierra mm. Leone. Shout out yeah. to Kanye West. Dope ass song. How <laughs> 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 you gonna make that connection? <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it like growing up in Sierra Leone? Um, what was it? That's a very interesting question. I'm gonna try to answer it. Please. Um, Early years were were a bit, um, you know. I had I have a father. I had a, he died like three, four years ago this May, um, who was a very stubborn, very principled lawyer, activist, businessman. He he was the hardest working person I've ever known to this day, Work. you know. But also one of the most principled. You know, he had his flaws. Don't get me wrong. You know, but. Um, and, you know, he was willing to lay down his life for what he believed in, you hmm. know, for real, you know. Um, so my earliest memory I have, and it's, it's mainly visual, was the first time I had to leave the country. And it's like the whole family had to leave because there had been an election and the government refused to hand over, and the army was on its side. Mm. And my dad, at the time, had been advising the opposition, which had just won the election, mm -hmm. right? And the government, like, basically threw every single member of the opposition in jail, and <laughs> they were looking for us. Oh, wow. Yeah, so those visual memories were of, um, <laughs> in the middle of the night, man, we're trying to find a way out of the country. And how old were you and then? Probably three. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and there were people in cars with guns sticking out of the cars, mm. right? And, and my dad knew, he told me this later, that the opposition had been rounded up, thrown into prison, and we just had to get out. Shit, yeah. And he was one of the only ones. He was an advisor. He wasn't a politician per se. Right. Mm -hmm. But he was advising them legally and all this kind of stuff. So we ended up um, spending, I think, about two weeks at one of his friend's house. Um, on the peninsula where the airport was, mm -hmm. you know, when he, we felt safe, when he felt it was safe enough, we went to the airport. You know, the thing about him, he had so much respect with like grassroots people, you know. So we had inform, he had informants within the police, the security service, people who respected him and said, look, you can go now, you know, here's what's going to happen, boom, 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 you know. And we literally, all five of us walked on a plane and Where'd you guys went go? to England. England. Yeah. Um, so we, I think we spent about a year there where he was activating, he was advocating with the British government mm -hmm. to assist. So, you know, I, uh, so, you know, so I spent probably another eight, eight years, no, maybe five years in primary school there. Um, What's primary school like in Sierra Leone? It was good. I mean, he, he he could afford to send us to some of the best schools, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't hardship or anything. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> we had 
ballet and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> ballet? For about a day. <laughs> hey, I did this shit for about three weeks and I liked it. I ain't, I ain't here to point fingers. Longer than I, I was just there. seeing if we had a connection somewhere. You know First position, second position, plie. I, I, I never got in the ballet at all. So. Like, shoot, bitch, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't a real man until you put on points, nigga. Uh, and, and a points on your bullet. <laughs> That's when it gets real. That's tutu. when it gets real, son. Yeah. Right into the tutu thing, okay? Just wait, no. give me a week. I'm going to buy a tutu. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are not going to understand how real it is. It's supposed to be lit, yo. <laughs> One of the things I remember, the school had, uh, had employed somebody specifically to, you know, when you're, when you're misbehaving, okay, the teacher would be like, go downstairs to whatever his name was, you know, and you would have to mount his back. Um, it's not mounted back. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew that was coming. Um, and then somebody else, mm -hmm. they had this like, I think it was a bamboo cane or something. You know, serious flogging, man. Where? You know, and you, of course you're wearing shorts, so you didn't want to hit your legs because that was like uh, painful. Skin Blisters to contact. Stuff, Fuck you know? that. Um, so yeah. yeah, the discipline was corporal, you know. You you had you had obviously you had an expatriate crowd um, that would would be mainly American sense for the I think most of them were spies but you had this organization called Peace Corps oh mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah right yeah. okay yeah. and so JFK started that okay and he wanted to sort of like help underdeveloped people you yeah. know and so you know some American kid out of college would joined the Peace Corps. Right. Right, you know, and they would assist with whatever, you know. But I think I think really it was it was a it was a program to train CIA potential CIA agents. Hmm, really? Yeah, yeah, cuz I had a friend who who and who I knew, I know for sure, you know, was was, was a CIA agent and he came up to the Peace Corps. And these guys, they learn the language before they even get to Africa, you know. Oh, word. Yeah. So my friend was spoke like five local languages. Most of us don't. Two, three, maybe max. How much yeah. did you speak, or how much do you speak? Um, one and a half. Okay. So, um, but he was. Uh, this guy was. I don't want to mention his name. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. You don't want to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an old man now, you know. But Still don't want to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, an amazing guy, you mm -hmm. know. He and he he just fell in love with the country, so he's still yeah. there. He's right, like right. seventy something years old now, you know, and he's still like, you know, researching history and he's teaching us a lot of things about our own country, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's an you know, it's it's a place that. I would never abandon, you know, I've lived in Bermuda for a long time and I, I go back all the time, but you know, it's one of those um, places that has all the potential in the world, you know, we, you know, and then we had the civil war, which lasted like 10 years, wow. hmm. right? Ended around 20, 2001, two. Um, I was actually gonna mention the fact that I remember when I was in primary school, yeah. there was always, things on the news and stuff about Sierra Leone. Yeah. I didn't know much about, about it. Yeah. Right. It was always like I do have little flashes of like news covering pop, like covering what's popping off in Sierra Leone. Yeah. And then of course Kanye West, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so we had a um besides the expat the Peace Corps community, mm -hmm. 
um, who you know I didn't mind hanging out with, to be honest. Um, we have a Lebanese community. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lebanese, they all call themselves Lebanese, but a lot of them were Palestinians. Mm-hmm. So if you know anything about the history of Palestine, which was taken over and turned into Israel, mm. um, the, the Palestinians who then became refugees, basically, organized themselves. And this is my interpretation of, of their presence in Africa generally, you know, mm-hmm. and decided that they were going to get back their territory. So they formed the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, which was very quickly branded a terrorist state. It's a terrorist mm. organization, okay? Um, but they, were, well, they wanted to liberate their homeland, okay? Now, because they were like a pariah community, you know, a stateless group of people, mm. right? And because they were all Arabs, really, you know, do you know what I'm saying? They could pass as Lebanese. Mm. So I suspect most of the people that we call Lebanese in Syria are actually Palestinian descended people. Mm. Mm. Um, but the majority of the country are, you know, Syrianians, West Africans, you know. Of course, a lot of Lebanese now are Syrianians, mm. do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. they've intermarried and all this kind of stuff. True. But it's a very testy relationship between the, the indigenous Syrian and, and the Lebanese community. These people, they made, they made so much money. Some of them were started to compete against each other to show off their wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> conspicuous consumption thing, you know. I don't know if you guys are aware of a car that was called a DeLorean. Yeah, oh, um, Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future. Yeah, it was in Back to yeah. the Future. That's right. That, <laughs> that one that had that the, that the, <laughs> yeah, the ring doors. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was a DeLorean, okay. Right. A guy who owned that manufacturing plant. I think it was in Ireland. I'm not sure. Um, Facts don't it was, matter. It was stainless, stainless steel car. His name was Zachary DeLorean. Wow. Right? That's yeah. your last name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Ford. And yeah, true. Yeah. Exactly. And he had this vision to make this, you know, this car. And he did. Mm-hmm. But then he went, he got into financial difficulties. And he got caught in an FBI sting dealing drugs, serious amounts of drugs, right, mm. you know? El Pablo. Yeah, <laughs> so they had him on camera with stacks of cocaine or whatever, and he goes, oh, this is better than gold, you know, that kind of... Fucking right. And of course, like, he was arrested, this, the factory was shut down, and, and there were like 2,000 DeLoreans, mm-hmm. right, at that moment. There was just 2,000 yeah, so left like that hadn't been sold. Very rare. Right? Very Two of them, within weeks... Of, of the factory being shut down, ended up in Sierra Leone. So you're talking about, mm. yeah, a collector's item. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I think they were both owned by Lebanese families. You know, they were just ch- trying to show, yeah, I got my money. I got one, I do, yeah. <laughs> Not going to drive it, but it fucking looks great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? So there's so, there's so much wealth you can show off. Mm. Mm. So, so many houses, palatial mansions you can build and, you know, fancy cars you can buy, you know. At one point in the 80s, these people started buying people. Buying people? Like uh, human yeah. trafficking? Yeah, in, in a very, very sophisticated... I mean, it, it, it's... You know, it's actually... you know, it's, I get very emotional about it. I don't... I've actually never talked about this in Bermuda, right? You mm. know, but um, 
they would go to poor, the poorest families and say, you know, that child, two-year-old girl, you know, you know, I can help, can send them to school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, give them to us. We'll take them all over the world. Give them a good education. Said give them two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Child's gone. Well, that's a hundred dollars wow. a year. Yeah, I met two girls. They were in their teens, who managed to escape, and they were able to tell the story about how they made sex slaves for their, you know, their their Lebanese adopted adoptee family. Yeah. Mm. You know the business associates, you know. So, and they went over. They went to France. They traveled everywhere, and they would dress like queens, models, you know. Mm. And they realized they had. They knew where they came from, and they managed to escape and ended up in Syria. They had no idea where they were going. You know, mm. speaking French and Arabic, and you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, and I was like, flipping hell, man. You know, that's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. So. So that's the relationship we have with, with, with them, you know. Not a lot of Australians actually know this, right. you know. Um, and I'm actually going to try to bring, I'm trying to investigate it now because it still, it still goes on. Yeah, you I know. bet. Yeah. Cruelty um, doesn't stop. Mm, exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Wish it would come to an end, but it doesn't. This is the most fragmented interview ever because... I know. I don't <laughs> think we left primary school yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you graduate from primary school uh, while chilling in Sierra, Sierra Leone, and uh, yeah, I ended up in England for four years after that prep school in England, and then went to Barbados. I was going to yeah. ask, what part of England were you in, anyway? A little village called Limington in Hampshire. Hmm. Hmm. No I, wish I wish I knew about England yeah. more. I don't. <laughs> don't know shit about it. What is yeah. it famous for? Limington nothing seeing prep schools it's like right <laughs> <laughs> it's right on the bottom of england you know the shape of england it's like a yeah. cat having a poo or something yeah that's true yeah imagine a cat standing on like you know it's like on its hind legs it's taking it. a dump right okay and, right. and a little piece of shit it's called the isle of white it's a little uh-huh. island right uh-huh. there right so we were like an hour sailing to the Isle of Wight. Okay, all right, all right. All right. right at the bottom of England, right? Isle right of Wight? Oh, that sounds like Isle of Wight. Isle of <laughs> <laughs> it is Isle of Wight, W-I-G-H-T, not... Yeah, I, I know, I, I've seen it before. Yeah. But so like, just phonetically, it's like Isle of Wight. Yeah. <laughs> Barbados, um, I was... Um, looking for Rihanna. I get you. <laughs> looking for Rihanna. <laughs> I don't think Rihanna had been born then. Doesn't but, um, <laughs> Her spirit was there. <laughs> but I was, um, I remember the day my dad came and said, son, you're leaving this school now. I hadn't seen the man for months because he was still in Sierra Leone, right? Mm-hmm. So our holidays, we'll go home, you know, or go somewhere else, you know. Um, and I was on the lawn playing this game called British Bulldogs, right? I and have heard of that game, but I don't yeah. know. So I'm running. Some kid comes up to me and says, Hey, Ayo, your dad's in the hall. I'm like, no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, he's in the hall. I said, what does he look like? He goes, he's black. I'm like, oh, shit, it is him. <laughs> He's right. black. <laughs> okay. Good description. So Great I'm description. Like, I'm, like, I'm like 11 going on 12, you know, and I'd been in this school for like three years, mm-hmm. you know, and 
and surrounded by white kids. Yeah. Right. There were only two other black kids in that in the school at the time, and they were both my brothers. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, so, in fact, my brother had left, so it was just the two of us. So there was only one other black kid. I got like, I have five, had five siblings. I got four left now. One died. Um, Condolences. So, so I rushed to the hall, and sure enough, my dad's sitting there. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? What, what, what's going on? What the uh, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, um, son, I think it's time we um, took you away from this school. I'm like, huh? Why? Come again. He didn't explain it to me at the time, but um, we then go to the headmaster's office. The headmaster was crying. <laughs> Did your daddy make him cry? <laughs> he just told him, you know, I'm going to leave. He's going to leave now. It's like, no, our only black people. Fuck. <laughs> Diversity. Diversity is gone. It brought him to tears. Understand, I had no concept of I, mean, I had an idea that we were different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but as a child, you, you know, yeah, it doesn't really. You know, it doesn't matter, yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter. You know, you get some comments you know in fact it's only now so we have like reunions every now and again and i mm-hmm. go to them every now and again talking about that you know what's crazy when you say you don't really get too much comments about it the only comments i got like about white people was from like my family like they used to say stuff like oh yeah it was hanging around the white kid i'm like mm-hmm. what i don't I didn't even notice the nigga was white. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, was I was just, you know, nigga said he had apples and peanut butter over his yard. Yeah. I just bought it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. in that environment, at that age, you don't you don't notice that you're black. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Ain't yeah, it? exactly. Just yeah. a kid. So, but, but, but that was the reason why my dad took me out. Mm. Okay, because, uh, you know, we were, I think what he felt was, you know enough about this society and this mentality. Yeah. Now you need to go to the black environment. I dig that. That's, that's okay. I and going, that. going back home based on his activities wasn't really an option. It wasn't safe for us. Yeah. You know? So, um, so, well, Dad, where are we going? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you're leaving. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you see, life is full of what the fuck. Yeah, yeah I see that. So then he took us out when my uncle was, had retired from the UN mm-hmm. and was living in London, okay? So he rented us an apartment in London in the same building that my uncle was. In fact, it was right across the, from his door. And then he went off looking for a school for us. So for six months, I was homeschooled by my uncle, <laughs> right? And That's it was like, sweet. it was interesting, man. You know, my uncle, he'd worked for the UN, right? He had a great life, great career, um, as a journalist or communications officer or something, you know, he lived in Ethiopia, all over the world, right, you know. And um, every morning he would cook us breakfast and he would pull out these huge fucking UN tomes. Hmm. They'd be like conventions, meetings, proceedings, minutes of meetings mm-hmm. in the UN, all this kind of stuff, in like multiple languages. Hmm. So it might randomly turn to a page and it would be in French or Spanish. Not Spanish, it wasn't official language. All the official, there were like five official languages of the UN. Mm-hmm. Russian. And you go, read that, I'm going shopping. <laughs> when I come back, there'll be dictation. Oh, wow. Based on what, you know. You just read. You just read, yeah. So that, that's that was, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was our homeschooling for like six months. And my dad comes back and says, we're going to Barbados. What was Barbados like coming from Sierra Leone via 
uh, I love white to uh, <laughs> to, to Barbados. You know, olive uh, white. Barbados is a is a very interesting place to this day. You know, it's like they used to call it Little England, right? Where? Okay, so we were supposed to go to this private school called Lodge, and when we got there, Lodge doubled its fees for foreign students. Hmm. Hmm. My dad was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) For real? Yeah. (laughs) Right? But very close to Lodge was this other school, right? The headmaster... I gotta tell you about Kenneth Gall was his name. I'll never forget him. He's dead now, right? Okay. But he was gay, number one. Mm. And wait, he how had do a you private know? Huh? How do you know? Well everybody knew. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> how do you know? I don't know. Um, he had fuck? a private school. <laughs> he had a private school. Um, his school was originally in Bridgetown, the capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They burned down his school because he was gay. Oh, wow, it's fucked yeah. up. So he moved to St. John, which is like sort of countryside, mm-hmm. right? He took over a building. I think it would have been a former slave quarters, but it was mm-hmm. a former plantation and one of the wooden buildings on this plantation mm-hmm. and made it his new school. And he took in all the misfits that, that were thrown out of school or needed yeah. an education, right? So there I was from, you know, English private school School, system, right, where we had all the luxuries, you know, we could imagine, Mm -hmm. you know, like, the school I was in in England was like, they had like five lakes in the grounds itself, you know, it was huge, it was part of the new forest. Was croquet popping? No, we didn't play croquet. I always think of like private school croquet. (laughs) No, we did did cricket, rugby, Mm. horseback riding, we had its own stables and, you know, so it was, it was, it was British, Pretty, it's, it's British? British? Is it British? Yeah. Archery. Uh, Archery you know. sucks, yo. <laughs> Robin Hood oh, makes that shit look cool, but that shit's hard. It's you hard. have to have like yeah. massive arm strength. I'm yo. good at archery. Well, you a fat puss. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah fencing. We did fencing. You know, it Aiden was like does fencing. Yeah, it was, it was super posh, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So I end up in this school for for misfits. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where I met Rastafarians for the first time. Mm-hmm. In that school, I was like. Everybody around me was like, serious Rasta, man, you know? So, I mean, so he went from son and like fucking Jeffrey. So were you, so were you, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to make the references here. Robert so, made me spit on my bed. <laughs> I'm sorry. So were you like the Carlton? In a I don't know what the hell you're talking Smiths? about. You've never seen Fresh Prince? I don't have TV. I don't, okay, I've seen, right. Yes, I've seen yeah, Fresh Prince. Okay, so many, you know Carlton is co- his cousin. So right. will you consider yourself the Carlton? <laughs> well, because you said you were surrounded by misfits and you came from a kind of preppy spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you consider yourself a Carlton? In a so I was the only one with Smiths? the British, posh British accents on the inside of That's school. what I'm saying. So did it affect anything socially for you? Yeah. Yeah? Of course it did. It opened my, my eyes wide open. Mm. So I began to realize... My position as a, as a as an African in mm-hmm. the world, right? Okay, and it it was a circumstantial decision that my dad made. It wasn't remember it wasn't his first choice of school, right? But it was the luckiest thing in my life, you know, because all of a sudden I wasn't in a posh environment. Mm-hmm. I was like I was I was 
been educated with people who were like the poorest of the poor, mm. the misfits, the vulnerable of society. Mm -hmm. Okay, Barbados, right? I've been there. I, You've been there, okay. Yeah, I went there. But but in the seventies, okay, I'm not gonna tell how old I am, but so, so. <laughs> old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about the seventies, man. I'm I'm fucking ageless. This nigga man, said dude. JFK. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't alive when he was. Okay, around. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um. <laughs> <laughs> so we're breaking. We got a window. Right was now. I? <laughs> Um, but in the 70s in Barbados, it was called Little England, for God's sake. Yeah, you were yeah. saying. Yeah. Okay. So even though it was independent, it was still, it, it, was, it was a racist-ass country. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Rasta, which had begun in Jamaica and was thriving in yeah. Jamaica for the previous, I don't know, 20, maybe longer years, Right. You know, I mean, it was it was such a discriminatory society, right? You know, that um, any deviation from from the from sort of mainstreamism was frowned upon. Okay, so hence, Mr. Gall was was. I mean, they burned down his school. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and the interesting thing is was that he was like the most committed educator I have ever met in my life. Mm. If you needed extra lessons, he was there for you, you know. And he was a total Anglophile, you know. He loved Shakespeare, you know. <laughs> so it was embarrassing because, you know, because I came with my English accent and all this shit, right? You kind know, of I gravitated to, to He it. would always call on me to read, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? I love that so, accent. <laughs> so I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom was kind of worried, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you going after school. <laughs> no, no, baby. No, no. Um, so yeah, so that was a, that was Barbados. You mm. know, it was it was this repressive society mm. that discriminated against anybody who was different yeah. in any way. Yeah, you know, and I hated the school so much because it was so. You know, most of the kids were older than me, like by four years. Why? Why? Because they were thrown out of other schools. Oh, so they were held back. You know, I was thinking because you're like really smart and got put ahead. Yeah, I was really smart. And I was, I like skipped, well, you know, I don't even know what that means, to be honest. You know, I'm not right. saying that because, you know, but I was, I loved learning, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I spoke like fluently French and Spanish by the time I was 13. I don't anymore because, mm. you know, Why? Um, and, I was, <laughs> and I was learning Russian before I even went to that school. You know what I'm saying, and um, and I loved, you know, I liked learning, but I hated the school because culturally, it just didn't. I didn't fit in, mm. you know. And so when the headmaster would get me to to read something, you know, all the kids would make fun of me because the accent, you know. And the only way to get out of that school was to study really hard, and and they did skip me like three, four classes, mm. you know. Um, and eventually, you know, took my O levels and. You know, but I got to understand Rasta. Mm -hmm. Okay, I started hanging out with these guys, and 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 I became Rastafarian. Then, uh, by the time I was twelve or thirteen, hmm. where you know, I subscribed to Rasta, right? So okay. wait, wait, wait. So you yeah. were aware of like religion and spirituality at a very young age? My classmates. Where? Yeah. Huh. It, it's sort of difficult. Like just thinking when I was. 
12. It wasn't really something I was thinking about. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, we I were reasoning, man. We were like getting together, reading the Bible and interpreting things politically and otherwise. And it was com- completely different. From well, okay. So you were, you said you were about 11, 12. Yeah. So these kids were like what? Because they're, they're older. older than you. So they're like, what, 17, 18? Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Some of them I, I see myself reasoning at an eight. Some 17, of them even 18. older than that. Yeah, yeah okay. Because I'm just thinking, like, twelve-year-olds don't fucking reason. They'd be like, "Yo, my kicks is better than your Power Rangers, nigga." Get <laughs> <laughs> <had> that sandwich. <laughs> um, but my Rasta period last didn't last more than a year because after all the reason, I realized that, you know, and my mom was really cool. I got to give her props for this, right? Mm. Because she was like, "Okay, if you're gonna do this, then you got to eat properly." Mm-hmm. You know, and she did some research and realized that, you know, there were certain dietary restrictions, yeah. that, the, that the culture, not necessarily the religion, but the culture demanded, you know. And so she would buy me, you know, good vegetables, items, man, you know, yeah, and make yeah. sure I had the proper protein intake and all that kind of stuff, you know. She never, ever contested. She never said, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ever, mm. you know. Um, and so I was, I was able to explore Rasta. And I got to the point where the only real qualification to be Rasta, it's not locks, it's not smoking weed or whatever, it's, mm. it's, it's to believe that Haile Selassie is the son of the living, you know, yeah. is, is God reincarnated, mm-hmm. basically. That's it. Mm. You know, you, your head could be as bald as anything. Mine is almost going bald. But, um, <laughs> you know, you could be a complete... Bald head physically, yeah. right? But Rasta in your heart, mm. okay, based on that one condition. And I couldn't, I couldn't be honest and subscribe to it in that sense, mm. you know. Um, so I had to sort of disavow my. And the reason why I couldn't because I'd seen Selassie in Sierra Leone, yeah, right. You know, like with your eyes, with my own eyes. <laughs> yes, like not on TV, like not on TV. Okay, no. okay. He paid a state visit. Okay, as an emperor, I think he'd no, he hadn't. He'd been emperor for a long time, um, but he paid a state visit to Sierra Leone, and he was welcomed by the entire country. You know, I bet. and my dad had an office apartment slash office where when we went to Sierra Leone, we stayed there, right? And it was like on the third floor, and so when when Selassie came by in his motor, with his motorcade, it was an open topped limousine, mm. I can see it now, white, and it was in his uniform, his epaulettes and everything, yeah, you yeah. know, and his little cap. Swagged out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking down at him from the third floor, right, okay, and he was this skinny, short man. Yeah, he wasn't physically imposing. <laughs> no, exactly. So to a child, can't be God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. And that, that was what, no, I can't be on it. I, you know, I loved the Rasta culture, you know, mm. but I just couldn't. And it had this integrity about it, you know, and it politicized me. You know, that's when I began to understand oppression. I began to understand what it meant to be African, mm. you know, our position in the world, you know. You know what I'm saying? So, so my father was one of the wisest people ever. He knew what he was doing. You know, because because he raised children that have have an insight into the mind of of 
colonialist oppressors, oppressors mm -hmm. okay, anybody who's descended from British royalty has this sort of superiority about them. They were born believing they could run the country. The schools I went to in England, 1% of the British population get to go to these schools. And they're told, you will be running this country, you know, from when they're like six, seven. seven years old. You understand? So you get to understand that psychology, you know, and, 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 and when I was, because I was immersed in it, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? And so then, then he takes me to the other side of the world and says, immerse yourself in this, in nigga. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If <laughs> no, don't pause. No, that doesn't work, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yourself in this nigga. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he would not have used that word. Right, I don't. Right, I don't. Right. I don't personally like to use that word, so I don't know why I did. So it's your influence, man. Yeah, what you're saying, man. Your influence. You know, favorite word. It's second favorite word. Second favorite word. What's the first word? Fuck. Bitch. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's your favorite word. Right? Fuck. Yeah, it's definitely my it's favorite word. Very meaningful. It's got multi. That's why it's so great. I mean, yeah, we know where it came from, right? Uh, uh, well, there's a couple of things. Mm. I, I think it comes from uh, fornicating under coronal knowledge, but then you also have uh, it's a police charge uh, I was for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yeah, oh. yeah. Wait, isn't that what I just said? No, you didn't. You said fornicating. Oh, fornicating yeah. under coronal knowledge. All right, for yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Fuck. <laughs> true. But um, now it means so much, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I started serious people like, you know, when it came to literature, mm -hmm. we didn't do just Shakespeare, we did Derek Walcott, we mm. did all the Caribbean writers, yeah. you know. And and that was a value. I don't know if I would have got it from a private another posh private school in in Barbados, but I got it from from Kenneth Gall. Mhm. Do you know what I mean? He was like, and, and you've got to learn Spanish or French. You know, you had yeah. to be that broad-minded, you know, yeah. because language is thought. Mm -hmm. If you learn somebody's language, you know how they think. Hmm. True. Yeah, the Japanese have different systems of counting. Word. Yeah. You know, depending on what you're counting. You mm -hmm. know, if you're counting, oh, I can't remember now, but um, if you're counting little tiny objects, it's a whole different counting system. Hmm. The it? words are different. I've actually heard about, since with the Asian stereotype of being good at math, um, yeah. it comes from how they do numbers compared to English numbers. It's Maybe a so. I don't, I don't, know. I, I don't know. I can't remember where I heard that, but it was an interesting little tidbit. I might have to look into that more. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know, I did feel kind of isolated a bit because of the, you know, the cultural influences, but as I got towards the end... You know, I was like, okay, I, I began to think about writing about identity, you know, African identity mm. all over the world, you know, because I suddenly realized, my God, you know, this is, there's something going on in the world. You know, I couldn't quite articulate it, you know, but, you know, it's, it's you know, we occupy a special place in this world, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like when black people came to the so-called new world, we gave it its soul. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, look at America today. Where would it be? Yeah, yeah. Without jazz and blues and you know and 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 the kind of rap. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, yeah for real. Where would it be, man? Yeah, you're right. 
you, you, you know, and a lot of that stuff is reaction. It wouldn't be no light skinned niggas if it wasn't for us. <laughs> That's very true. And you know they love light skinned niggas. <laughs> Shout out Steph Curry. <laughs> With the three. <laughs> you learning your basketball stuff? Nah, almost, nigga. Almost. I'm just trying to stay recent. You know what I'm saying? Gotta gotta fake it till I make it, son. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until we hit politics. <laughs> then I'm gonna be fucked. <laughs> um. So so so. so yeah, yeah I, I decided. I think that was when I thought. You know, I I wanted to explore African identity. You know, uh, I say African identity because it's a diaspora. Mm-hmm. From Africa, you know, although there's thousands of African cultures, mm. right? You know, but I, I don't really like the word black too much because there's black people who deny their African identities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal, right? My dad said to me, you're doing so well in school, son. Um, if you do well in your exams, you get a year off wherever you want to go, wherever you want to live. So a year's holiday, can you imagine? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine that, actually. I don't even know what the fuck that smells like. So. Well, it's, <laughs> it's actually a very tragic ending to this story. Oh, no. Right? So I was like, great, Dad. Okay, so I studied even harder. Right? Aced my exams, you know. And then he goes, I think you should go straight to A-levels. We'll send you to... I said, hang on. You said I could have a year you off. Promise. What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, nope, good. Signed up at his private A level college. Where was that? In England, in London, Kilburn. Kilburn. Yeah, it was called the Modern Tutorial College. And um, so I'm like 13, 14, you know, that age. Yeah. The fuck wow. you, college yeah, at 13, 14? Yeah. <laughs> I feel fucking dumb, yo. <laughs> I feel stupid as shit right now. This feels like one of those uh, stories that pop up, like, genius kid, yeah. starts college at 10. <laughs> yeah, like... So, but Jesus. it was... A-levels was, a- a- was like... I guess it would have been, in the American system, first year of university, right? But in England, you got to do A-levels and then you go to university and do three years, right? So in America, you do four years of university, right? Mm-hmm. Right, 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 okay. Okay, I so, so I was in this A-level college, right? And, um, and I was like, you know, a little bit resentful because he didn't keep his promise, you know. And then I started thinking, because my consciousness was now, okay, I'm a black man in a hostile world. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Yeah. You know, just by being African, in this part of the world, I was in a hostile environment. You know, I was very, very aware of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the record, I hate England. I think England is the armpit of the world, <laughs> okay? And I always say that because they think, a lot of them, that culture thinks it is the fucking bee's knees, right? Mm. And in my humble opinion, it is not. Can I... Can I contest that, though? You can do whatever the fuck you like. <laughs> You're right. It's my fucking podcast. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but honestly, I think I think you might be a little wrong. I feel like America and Americans feel like they're the fucking bee's knees and the top of the well, fucking you world. You don't know fucking British royalty, I don't. Man. I don't know British royalty, but I know a whole pile of obnoxious Americans. And Americans aspire to be English. Yeah, true. I mean, you're right. I mean, they I are mean, pretty they much. Are English. I mean, yeah, you're right. Realize, you're right. like, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're totally stereotyping entire yeah. <laughs> millions yeah. of people yeah, here, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm em. talking about <laughs> the, the, the cultural psychology uh-huh. of these folks. So the Americans are mainly British. They were colonized by the British. Yeah. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the British ruled the fucking waves for a long time. Mm-hmm. They started slavery and they decided to end it. When mm-hmm. they decided to end it, they wanted everybody else to end it too because yeah. they had. Yeah. Mm. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, when you, yeah. And then act like heroes. Yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. You know, you're right. It, it, was, like, it, was, it was English superiority all the way, you know. You're right. Right. It was bad, man. It's like we started this, but you all need to finish it because, yeah. like, we're not doing it anymore. They were the only superpower at the time. Mm. You know, the, the the British Navy was so powerful, right? When they said, remember, they ended the slave trade first, and then ended slavery later, because mm-hmm. the actual trade, taking people, it was close, buying right? them and taking them over here, yeah, okay, it was ended by the Brits. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they then said to the, all the other Europeans, "We're not going to allow you to do this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Sorry, no, nah. I, I just started thinking about. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine uh, that that sort of, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen. Any, We're supposed to be grateful for that. You I know? don't know if you've ever. But it's seen, the arrogance that did it. <laughs> true. I don't know if you've ever seen Eddie Izzard do stand up, but I just thought of Dress to Kill is one of my favorite stand ups. Where ever. he was like, the Brits use. Um, the cunning use of flags to, yeah. cla- <laughs> to claim well, land. This is mine. Well, yeah. you have a flag. <laughs> nah. It's mine. Uh, no yeah. flag, no country. No, <laughs> no flag, no country. Yeah, you have to love Africa, right? right? And mm-hmm. the, other, the, the other European nations felt, you know, a little bit inferior. So what happened was, okay, like the Belgians, for example, came into this whole colonialism, colonial adventure late, really late. Mm-hmm. And they felt so inferior to the Brits that they had to do it worse than they did. Hmm. So they went and conquered Congo. Massive country. Massive, man. Yeah. Huge. And the things they did in Congo, man, you know, is worse than anything the British ever did. Hmm. You know, the Portuguese, same thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> when Mozambique and places like Angola were getting independence. I mean, they had to fight for it, right? Okay? Mm. Right? When they finally, when the Portuguese decided to leave, they destroyed everything they'd ever built in that country. Factories, buildings, anything they couldn't take with them on their ships. They, they destroyed it. They leveled those countries. Wow. The Brits didn't do that. A lot of Portuguese <laughs> don't even know this stuff. So I'm don't sure, hate them. Because I didn't. You know? And they don't have the same arrogance that the Brits do, you know. Hmm. Right? But, but, but I can speak with authority because I was practically raised by them. I was hmm. raised by the very class that did this shit yeah, to that's us. That's crazy. You understand what I'm saying? How were you in there? That's why my dad did what he did. Yeah, to give you that. To give me that understanding. What I was going to say earlier, when you were talking about your mother, you know, uh, uh, when you you decided to dibble-dabble in Rastafarianism, and and you said that she was uh, concerned about your diet and just made sure that you ate it. She was very supportive. Yeah, very supportive family you have, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom, mom you know, she doesn't get enough props for me, to be honest, you know, Mm. but when I look back, I'm like, wow. Yeah, man. I mean, I wow. was like, "Fuck, my mom was." <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, I say, I wanna fucking peas and rice. And fuck it, nigga, broccoli tonight. <laughs> we'll pay bills. Macaroni and cheese. No, I'm <laughs> shit, I don't give a fuck about Jesus. Jesus don't pay these bills. I'm just joking. She never said that. She never said that. I talk a lot of shit on this podcast, and I'm, I'm joking about the Portuguese people. I love y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking about that shit. Just make sure y'all niggas know that. No, you love. can't. You can't hate them. You no, can't. Hate I can't. I mean, I can't hate on anybody but, being black. But what's important so. is understanding the psychology of a society. Yeah. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? 
and, and where they're coming from, you know. It, and it's for a lot of people, it's subconscious. Mm -hmm. You understand? You know, and, 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 and it's, it's a psychology, you know, people call it white supremacy, whatever. I don't give a fuck what it is, you mm -hmm. know, what you want to label it. But it's a psychology that says, you lot are not up to us. Mm. The other is not equal to us. And they may not articulate it that way, but everything, every fiber of their being demonstrates that. You know, and we need to tell our friends. And we all have, most of my friends in Bermuda are white people. Mm. Okay, I'll be for Frank, you know, it's yeah. true. Yeah. You know, when I need help with my, my business, right, the people that show up are my white friends, primarily. Okay? Yeah. So there's no point saying fuck all white people. You know what I mean? You know? Talking about that, I, I was. But we have to have that conversation. No, no, totally. Our personal yeah. relationships. Yeah. I wanna, know? I wanna touch more on that whole white people thing. Um, so I was smoking a blunt to the face, right? <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, like black people, I don't feel like we have a a specific enemy. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm. like. I, I was thinking, like, okay, so Jews, they have Nazis and Hitler. You know what I mean?" And then, like, Native Americans, they have uh, uh, the British that came to America. and <laughs> They got everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pale faces. So I was thinking about black people. Like, we don't have a specific... Sorry, Native Americans are really, truly fucked. Yeah, they man. are. They, I, I've, I've Everybody's been learning more about it. Yeah. I've, I've been learning more about it recently yeah. um, with, my, with my move to uh, another country and um, getting some information about shit. Mm. But I was thinking about black people. I was like, we don't have... A fucking like a singular yeah, yeah. thing that we can click on. So when we say like fuck white people, I think white people get so offended by right. it. It's because we don't have something specific to say. I mean, saying pale face is kind of racist, so we don't say that. So we just say yeah. fuck white people. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't think pale faces as that like racist in a way. It was just the way that well, yeah, they described the people that they. So, yeah. No, you see, that's the thing, right? The specific enemy is a mentality that says you're less than others. Mm -hmm. It's a psychology, you know, and we have to war with it within ourselves too, mm -hmm. you know, right? So it's not as simple as saying fuck white people. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was, but, but yeah. it's easy for us to say that because we don't have, like, we can't say fuck Hitler because, you know, I mean, in our eyes, Hitler's a white person, so it's just like, it's in that group as well, you know I mean, what I mean? Hitler wasn't for us either. Yeah, exactly, well, yeah, true, but, you know, I'm just, I was always thinking about that, because I'll be like, there's times in my life where I'll be like, fuck white people today, man, like, yeah. like fuck them, but I can't but say I mean, that, because some of my best friends are white people, so it's not precisely. fuck them, no, so, no, but it's just no, nothing, no. I guess I could say fuck the system, but it's like, the but, system is another thing. But in our personal relationship, we've got to demand certain things too, you know? Mm. Right, so so, like there was a demonstration. What's today? Sunday on Friday, mm. right? It won't and matter. a bunch of what? This is gonna come yeah, out like a month later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna matter. A nigga get, might get shot in the street, and then that might be the talk of the day. Like, but yes, there was a walk. But but ninety nine point nine percent of people at that demonstration. There's probably about two to three thousand people on the hill there. Yeah, um, were black. Mm. The vast majority were black Bermudians, working class, and, you know, professional classes. Okay, then there was maybe like a sprinkling of white faces. Mm. Always, though. They were all my friends. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. Do you know what I mean, you know? People that so, 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 so they're my friends because they understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and then they're more African. I talk about being African and not black, okay? Mm -hmm. The most black people I know. Mm. I've heard, I've heard. Because you know I mean? they won't get away with bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we wouldn't have intimate relationships with each other, you know, not in my space, if, if you know, if they didn't get it yeah. like that, you know? Totally agree with you. You know what I'm saying? So we can't have a blanket sort of like approach, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a mentality, you know, it's like, you know, when I, when I call you African, whether you're white or black, okay, it's a mentality of somebody who's going to fight against injustice, mm. somebody who will question power, mm. you know, which can be abused, Definitely. right? So to prevent the abuse of power, you have to question it and boldly question it, you know, I see where we're getting now. <laughs> so uh, I think I think we're gonna do that. Do what? So how? Nah, we can't even jump. Okay, so uh, Yin, we gotta score it forward a little bit. Yeah, I know that's what I'm trying. So, so <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, but it's just so much fucking yeah, information. So much. So, much. Um, so, so <laughs> you're in your what? Did, what did you say? Modern, modern co tutorial college. Modern tutorial college. So then you're very there. good. You know, you're not even taking notes, and your memory is shut. My yeah. memory is great. I mean, I. I, I always tell people that, like, oh, you got That's so fucked awesome, up. Man. How are you going to remember tomorrow? I'm like, I remember everything, my nigga. I remember Shit. each step I just made. That's how I remember lyrics so well. I don't know. It's yeah, just yeah, something that's that I got. awesome, man. Don't that's ask me about schoolwork, though, because fuck that. Two yeah. plus two equals cookie. For <laughs> you shouldn't trust my memory, though. Nah. Like, it's there, but it's, like, big. It's, it's lit out here, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But um, <laughs> now I like talking to girls, and girls talk a lot, so you need to retain that so shit. You retain all, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you spit you it back to them. They're like, "Oh fuck, this nigga listens." It's like, nah, yeah, yeah. bitch. I'm just a tape recorder. <laughs> Record, playback, play. Um, <laughs> I remember the unimportant stuff. <laughs> I remember the unimportant <laughs> stuff. So you say your favorite color is yellow? You, you know, the opposite of that is purple. Man. I should be a what? A journalist, man. I was thinking about doing that. Hip hop journalism. I was thinking. Yeah, about man. Yeah, man. Like really, and like other shit. But um, fuck. This is where my issue is. I remember shit, but I remember then, never forget what I want. I never remember what I want to say. I was going to say, oh, what was after? So, um, MTC. No, it's cool. Uh, MTC. What was, what was after that? So, no, you said it was a, a, a bad ending to this story because right. you were supposed so, to take a year off. So, MTC was supposed to last, I think, two years. And I think after the first year, I said my dad was passing through on his way to Scotland, I think. And... And he came to visit, and he said, I said to him, I said, Dad, why, you know, so, so I, was, I was firmly questioning, you know, and one exploring African diasporic identity, you know, I was more interested in that than, you know, studying French and whatever it was, I was doing French and economics and something like that, political science or something. Um, but it was a British education, you know, and, and at this point I was like beginning to get my own autonomy, you know, and I was interested in other things, you know. But my biggest question to my father was, why am I not in my own country? Mm. I, was, I was the only one of my dad's children who was actually born in Sierra Leone, mm. right? My one brother was born in Gambia, all West Africa, and Ghana, and then the others who I did not even know existed at the time, were born in England, mm. right? And to this day, they'd never even been to Africa, right? Um, but I didn't know about them, so it was just, as far as I was just, there was just the three of us, right? And I said to him, I said, Dad, why am I not in Sierra Leone? 
So a big light goes off in his head and he says, okay, you're going to Sierra Leone, mm. right? Because Sierra Leone, more had the university system there was, you didn't have to do A-levels to get into university, right? Mm. So he was more interested in me getting through university and getting my PhD by 24 years old. Mm. I didn't know that. So he said, yeah, you want to go? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right, you know? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Again. Right. So, so we ended up in Sierra Leone. And the tragedy is that he never kept his promise. Mm. Right, okay. So I ended up in Sierra Leone. And that summer, by September, I'm in the University of Sierra Leone, like enrolled as a proper college. I was like the second youngest student <laughs> in the entire history mm. of that university. Props to you, which bro. Was, <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, which was the first... All right, fuck that then. Take it <laughs> back. <laughs> no props. No props. It was the first Western university in sub-Saharan Africa, right? So its entire history, I was the youngest student that ever, ever, and the second youngest student ever enrolled there. The other one, the first was probably about two months younger than me. Oh. Right? <laughs> fuck that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> ain't shit. So, two months ain't shit. Um, but then... After like three years of studying economics, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Mm. You know, some of my classmates were like, when I was 15, 16, my first year, my classmates were like 23, 24. And when you're in Africa, age means a lot. You could be a day older than your, your partner, right? You, your, your classmates, uh -huh. right? You know, and you can tell him what to do. Go buy me lunch, go do this, go do that. Where? Yeah, age is everything, right? So it was another period of like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, even though intellectually I was like there, there with everybody else, but socially but, mm, it, it wasn't it wasn't working for me, man. Damn. You know, so I'd be chasing like twenty-three year old women, and they'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> actually, you know like, what? what the fuck, man? <laughs> Who are you, little boy? <laughs> That's actually pretty popping. Now. <laughs> Think about it, because you got a head start. Like, <laughs> hollering at your sixteen-year-old girls and yeah, you'd be like, Psh, "Man, y'all saw me at twenty-three last week. Man, I ain't got no time for that." <laughs> No, it was hard. Yeah, I would think so. Damn. <laughs> pause. Not pause. pause. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn. Okay, so you, you figured it's out. After three years, I said to my dad, I said, Dad, you promised me a year's holiday, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was supposed to re-register for that final year. Mm. And I kept delaying, delaying, and he was like pissed off. He's like, you need to go register for college. Why? I said, but you promised me, yeah, I need mm. to take that time mm. to figure out who I am, what am I going to do, blah, blah, blah. And that's when he said, if you don't have a PhD by the time you're 24, 25 years old, I will disown you. Wow, mm. that's harsh. Wow. Yeah. And if you're not going to go back to college, then um, give me all the money I spent in your education. Jesus Christ. I was like, wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an expensive I education. I fucking right? think so. Yeah. It's 11 p.m. on a Friday night in this village in Sierra Leone, in his house. And I dig into my pockets, all the change I had that he had given me. I never worked a day in my life. Hmm. Threw it on his bed. <laughs> Here's my 250. Yeah. <laughs> I said, the rest is coming. <laughs> you about that life. And I turn around. Went to my room like nothing had happened. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like there'll be no repercussions, right? It was like 12 minutes later, man, comes into the room and says, 
get out of my house now. Oh, wow. I was like, shit. I never went back. Hmm. Damn. Wow. So, so where did yeah? What did you do? What where did fuck? you go? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I think this episode is officially called "What the Fuck." <laughs> well, I, I had nowhere to live, right? But I still had a dorm at college, right? So mm, I went back okay. to campus. Okay. You know, slept in my bed. He, to his credit, he then sent a message to apologize and said, "Come back." You know, but I was like, "Nah, mm. I'm taking my time, man." And um, I had to get a job, right? Mm. So I went, there was a French guy who was, I hope he's dead now because I'm about to libel him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his name was Alan DeConnick, hmm. but he had his f- business, which was a tour operating business called Contiki Tours. Contiki, Contiki Tours. Tours. Yeah, so he took care of all the English tourists and the f- French tourists that came into the country. And um, I went to him and I said, yeah, I speak fluent French and I can help you out, blah, blah, blah. And he hired me. Hmm. But he was so racist. Hmm. Even though I told him I spoke his language, he didn't believe me. Hmm. Why not? I don't know. I said he was so racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I was just, you, you know, know, he just didn't, didn't hear it. I so wanted to hear you say racist again. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way it just... Racist. <laughs> <laughs> you like the rule of the racism. So anyway, he gave me a job, right? And um, so I'm in his office in this four-star hotel. And he'll be talking to the French tourists in French mm. about how lazy these Africans are. Da, 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 da. Like, oh, because he doesn't think you speak the motherfucking language. He doesn't believe me. This is the depth of racism, my friend. Okay. My response to that, and he was so racist, <laughs> right? <laughs> racist. Not only did he not even believe, and his concubine, another French woman. Okay. His concubine? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> I wrote him a letter saying, and your concubine, right? You wow. know, when I finally got resigned, right? I would, would tell him. He said he speaks French, you know. One thing about I've, I notice about a lot of our uh, white friends is that the women seem to get it more than the men. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You I find that? Yeah, yeah. I, I do recognize that. Yeah, because she kept saying to him, but he understands French. You can't say this in front of him. You know, and he still wouldn't believe it. Mental disability. It, it, Boom. That retarded I, I like, motherfucker. I feel like with guys, it's almost like, yeah, I'm the hot shit. Mm. The, it's like a sort of yeah. Mentality with guys is like, I'm on top. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so the oppression that, that we're under now is a combination of patriarchy and race. You know, the, the male thing combined with the white supremacist thing, yeah. you know, which probably are both mental disorders, to be honest. Probably. Um, but it's layered, you know. So, so you can m- more easily... Um, have a discourse about oppression with a white woman than you can with a white man. Mm. Generally, I'm no, I'm generalizing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's true. Yeah. In a general sense. I understand? definitely say that. I mean, my interactions with white guys. I mean, the less, the less conscious white guys, it's definitely harder for them to uh, really understand where I'm coming from. Friends and 
uh, associates, but I've noticed yeah. with white women, they tend to be far more empathetic and far more right. understanding. Yeah. Right. The they, they at least try. To they understand. at least try. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nothing against my, you know, white niggas, but no. you know, they just <laughs> have a hard time fucking <laughs> wrapping their brains around common sense because you know they're stupid. Shout yeah, out yeah. to all my niggas. <laughs> <laughs> white niggas. Right? Exactly. <laughs> white niggas is the thing. I like white that. niggas is in. Man. This was yeah. it. It's lit, yo. <laughs> Shout out to uh, <laughs> Bank of Bermuda. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> H- HSBC. Shout out to HSBC. You know what I'm saying? My real niggas out there. <laughs> Putting in the work. You know what I'm saying? Making sure. You, nigga, we made it. <laughs> Counting them numbers. Counting them numbers. You know what I'm saying? Shout out so. to my stove. Don't do a stove. Niggas is crazy. So this this racism of of your of your uh, your boss really really got your your mind working though. I mean yeah yeah yeah. But but there was one way to retaliate. Okay, the, the his racism was deep enough that even even the English tourists, his clients, right, were subservient to French tourists. Hmm. Okay. Give, give, yeah. Give me an example. Like In other words, okay. So we had to. Um, the company Contiki used to be the representative of a company called Keone, which was based in England and, and other parts of the world. And they would send the tourists, okay, and, and so we had a contract to take care of them and would sell them tours, you know, put them in a bus and take them to an African village and all this kind of nonsense, right? right. But he would always privilege the French tourists over the English. Mm, I see what you're saying. And I was, I was like, a light went off in my head and I said, I got a business idea. So I formed my own tourism company called Tropical Tours. I got a partner, put him on the beach on a, with a desk and some flyers with like handwritten flyers, you know. And whenever Deconic told me, you know, wait till the French people come, because they come on a different plane, and make sure they get the seats on the bus before the English, I said, fine, okay. So I had to tell the English people, sorry, there's not enough room for you. But, but <laughs> <laughs> holler at my boy over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a guy on the beach who's selling whatever you want to do. So we specialize. Mm. Do you remember Fantasy Island? Have you ever heard of Fantasy Island? You just uh, fucking heard. dated yourself, but yeah. I know. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. I heard of it too, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it was. A, so a, they say. I think it was a TV show. Where right. <laughs> you know, deep plane, deep plane, right? Short okay. guy. I heard he yeah. was actually a real gangster, and the reason he wore a suit is because his whole body was tattooed. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, you see, you know more than I do about I, fancy I, stuff. Pop, pop culture is my shit, man. I love that shit. Unnecessary yeah. shit that won't get me paid. I love it. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good at pop culture, but I know fancy. I know of fancy. <laughs> you know of fantasy islands. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. So, so I kind of use that model. Whatever fantasy you had about Africa, you know, we could make it happen. <laughs> pause. Okay. Yeah, pause. Because I'm just like, I know there's a white woman somewhere. It's like I want all the mandingo. Can you make that happen for me? <laughs> All of my fantasies. <laughs> Put on this tribal paint for me. I hear, I hear that there is a black man with dicks as long as the Sahara. Uh, nothing better than as vein. thick as an oak tree. <laughs> Give me a big veiny oak. Ooh, <laughs> dick segment. Oh, no, no, no. Shout out to dicks, yo. It's lit. 
Oh God, make me blush. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that was a model, you know, and so so they would go to my partner and say, Pause. "I would." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> business partner. There you go. Um, I would like to fly in the president's helicopter tomorrow. I mean, we'd have, we'd have to make a, it. This is what a client sound. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, and anything they could imagine that was, you know, not your average sort of like a tour bus, bloody president's know. helicopter. And we made it happen. White people are imaginative. We hara- We just like really hustled, and I think after the second season of that, we had enough money. Um, I mean, we charged the hell out of them because in those days, the people who went to Sierra Leone were, were actually quite wealthy people. They wanted to go off the beaten path. They did not want to go to Kenya where you had safari parks where the fucking animals were tame. (laughs) You know? (laughs) They knew white folks, you know, when (laughs) when they saw when they saw the Land Rover come in, the the lion would say, Oh, here they come, let's just <laughs> let's, Close play, up, son. let's pose for them, you know. Prison you know squat. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prison squat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all cheer. That's just fucking like, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, they're like do the poses and shit. You know, the giraffes, right? Oh, let's let's go by the land of so they can pet us. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, no. Sierra Leone was wild, man. You know, right. do you know what I mean? We didn't have safari parks. Yeah. You know, if you came. Within a mile of an elephant in Sierra Leone, know that you are dead. I've heard that, wow. yo. Know that you are dead. I've heard that elephants be killing niggas. Yo. No, not to be derogatory, but I heard that elephants be killing motherfuckers. Yeah. Like real talk. If you're not a fucking hunter or you're with serious hunters who know when the wind is, which way the wind is blowing, go on to smell you, man. You are gone. Okay. You ever not, had an elephant incident? It ain't like that in Kenya. I don't go near them. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. The fuck is Africa? You know, you see fucking stray fucking chickens and no, cats no. in Burma. No, no, we're not stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying, no. niggas in Burma are stupid. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but what, You're is right. This, what is it? Stray chicken? <laughs> Straight chicken. Oh, I don't. I stay away from lizards in Bermuda. <laughs> hey, what man. are you gonna do? I'm feral, sure. feral lizards. Yeah, it's not until a lizard kills a nigga, then you gotta stay away from them. Watch out for the Jamaican anole. <laughs> what? You know Bermudians don't trust anole. Jamaicans for some reason because it's weird. No. The Jamaican anole. You you don't never mind. No, I don't. You don't. You've never got the vibe where Bermudians are weird about Jamaicans. I always thought that Bermudians were like, like they secretly want to be Jamaican. Yeah, but at the same time, it's always yeah, people. Yeah, Bermuda like, always looks down on, on they, they Caribbean down people. On, yeah, right, you didn't right. know that. I mean, I, you've never noticed that. Before? There's a reason. There's a historical reason for that. School me. Nah, that's a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, I've never noticed. No, that. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you, but I mean, it's it's to do with the fact that um, after emancipation, right? Um, I think I'm getting it right now. It was during that. I, I found out about it. Well, I found out more about it during the car presentation. Right, on Friday on night. Friday right? night, yeah. which wouldn't be the same Friday night when this gets released. No, it won't be. <laughs> when, when Caribbean people came, yeah, no, it was, um, what, what month were we in? Yeah. Um, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's um, cool. When Caribbean people started coming to Bermuda, right, okay, they were seen by the white establishments as troublemakers. Yeah. 
because mm. they're a bit more independent minded you know they weren't as subjected to the to bermudian style oppression mm. as 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 african bermudians had been you know where you don't speak out of turn because you know your mortgage is going to be pulled and all this kind of stuff you Fuck. know so people had to behave themselves in bermuda the caribbean person didn't have that problem okay so 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 the people who really made social change in this country were from the caribbean hmm. charles vinton monk no you've never heard of him have never you heard of him. Never all right yeah he was actually he was actually from america but via the caribbean i'm sure like um, first off i was thinking ef gordon yeah yeah um, ef gordon's will, will yeah. be the he, he is in bermuda monk no, he was trinidadian what exactly yeah, yeah. monk <laughs> was a journalist he was a he was a preacher and a journalist and he started the paper my mind's gone blank i remember the name of it but but he is my inspiration mm. for journalism one mm. of them when i was looking i said what is what's the tradition we can build on as a journalist you know it was monk vinton monk right okay and <laughs> but anyway so these guys start coming start stirring up shit, okay so the establishment had to tell bermudians you're better than them yeah you're not like them to prevent that unity going on. You understand what I'm saying? And that's why to this day, Bermudians, Bermudians, many of whom are descended from Korean people, look back, look down on Caribbean people. Yeah. Word. It's fucked up. It was done to us, man. Conditioning all around. You know? Yeah. You're better than them. You're, you're almost like us. I actually, you know, like me superior. personally, I never felt that way. I always thought that Bermudians were just envious of Jamaicans because they were like, like, they were always trying to speak Jamaican, not Jamaican, but always trying to do that patois thing. And that's different. That's a generational thing, you I know. Guess. But I'm, I'm saying, like, maybe your parents, your grandparents, our parents and grandparents would yeah, have looked down. Yeah, they used to say shit like, "Motherfucker, get a bath. You smell like a Jamaican." I always thought that was yeah, a little fucked. All of that shit. That, yeah, that's yeah. part that's of the. Fucked up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then I found out that I'm like third Jamaican, so I'm like, what the "There fuck, you go, nigga? exactly." What so, but but you know say? what? They liberated Black Bermuda to the extent that we are liberated. Yeah. Mm. You know, it was it was Caribbean leaders who did yeah. this. I feel you. Yeah. Who else? <laughs> you fucked me up with that E.F. Gordon shit. I did not yeah. know. Who else? I mean, his right dear. I was thought he was Bermuda. E.T. Richards, the first black premier of this country, was from Guyana. Wait, you're telling me that the first Bermudian premier? The first black premier of this country. Was, was, was not even Bermudian. Was from Guyana. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running for premier tomorrow, nigga. <laughs> Vote case. Everybody getting weed and bitches. <laughs> yeah, Pam, Pamela Gordon, the first black woman premier. Her Bermudian? father was uh, F. Gordon. F. Gordon. Yeah. Oh, oh, but I, I Trinidad. He was a Trini, as they say. Damn. You know? So we need to actually embrace that shit, man. Yeah. We can't just, you know, we can't continue in the path where we're going, you know? Yeah, so I start doing this business on the side. I think Taconic figured it something out because I was also trying to take over his contract with Keone, which was an English company that was sending us all those tourists, right? Mm. And I was writing to them saying, look, I'm doing this, doing that, you know, if you need another rep when the contract is up, you know, I'm quite capable, right, you know. He intercepted, I was dumb, right. <laughs> the let's, their response came through him, his, his like mailbag, mm. right. He see my name on it, he opens his shit, reads it. Which right. is illegal, right? You can't open no. up somebody's mail. I mean, if it's coming through their mailbox, I guess yeah, they kind of have, right? Whether it's illegal or not, well, I mean, it's not a decent thing to do, right? It's mm. fucked up. So he realizes that I'm up to something. He also suspected, 
I was doing this business. I was actually the one doing that business. I was mm. competing with his, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so he you're, you're getting two paychecks. He framed <laughs> me. He framed me, man, you know? I spent a whole day out of sea with some tourists on a fucking boat. Mm. Right? I come back five, six o'clock in the afternoon, and they tell me, the conic wants to meet you at his house. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Go all the way down there. Police are there. The fuck? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. White people like calling the Poe. Yeah, man. Because, yeah. Because, because the thing is this, right? Power aligns itself with security forces. Okay, and the history of Bermuda shows this, okay? I'm going to make another reference to Jonathan Smith in a minute, okay? But here's the deal, right? Island okay. Flames. <laughs> Island Flames. So he had paid the police to arrest me. He told them that I'd stolen a round-the-world ticket. He suspected me of stealing this thing. I show up at the house. There's all these cops there. Come with us. Handcuffs. This is the remember. first time you've ever been arrested? Yeah. Um, remember... Okay, I was not living in my dad's house at the time. He'd throw mm. me out. And I was trying to prove I could do it my oh, own, yeah. you know, on my own, right? And I was like, okay, cool. I was arrested, locked up in a cell with 40 people. One cell. How big was this cell? Um, probably about a little bit bigger than this space here. So... I don't know. So I don't know how to describe it for your audience, yeah. but it was small. Uh, it, it wasn't big for forty people. We were like <laughs> packed like sardines. There was mm. an outside area where you were processed coming in. Sometimes they let you out for some air in that area, but it was all still locked up. There was like one window, probably about three feet by three feet square window, all the way up. That was it for all of us. Wow. Okay. The food that we ate was brought in in a metal bucket, mm. okay? And then they gave us, threw some bowls and you had to, everybody had to scramble to eat, mm -hmm. right? The fucking toilet was an identical looking bucket. Wow. Where you wanted to take a shit, that's where you did it. And the food looked no different from the shit. <laughs> wow. All right? Okay, yeah. it was hell on earth. And how, a how, different level of oppression, my friend, yeah. when somebody could pay the police to, to do that to you. Mm. Yeah. Okay, because of his white skin and his money. Yeah. Right? After the first night, I started saying, Do you know who I am? <laughs> I had to get out, right? Yeah, you yeah. know? And he's like, Who the fuck are you? I said, My father is so and so. They looked at me, they didn't believe me. Mm. But they were concerned, right? So they said, if what you say is true, take us to him right now so he can identify you. I said, okay, let's go. It's like midnight. I jumped in a car, there's like four cops. We went to his house, they banged on the door at midnight, man. My dad hadn't seen me for like six to eight months, right? He comes out, opens up, and they said, this man says he's your son. The old man looks at me, he looks at them, and he goes, I've not seen this man 
in more than six months. Hmm. Locked the door and went back in. Fuck. They took me right back to the fucking cell, man. Wow. Yeah. So how long did you end up being in there? It was just a weekend because the on the Monday, the um, the person in charge of that particular precinct or whatever came to work and was looking at the lists. Now, he knew me because I knew the girl that he was dating, hmm. right? We were friends, you know I mean? So he was like, what the fuck is he doing here? Get him out of here. What the hell? You know, what's the charge, you know? Hmm. So he let me out. Hmm. I went right back to work. The French say. The Frenchman? He was so fucking scared. Because he wasn't you know. expecting to see you ever again. No, he did not come to his office for like three months. His own fucking office. Wow. <laughs> I ran the damn place. So mm. were you still running the other place too? Yeah. <laughs> so you had two businesses? Yeah. <laughs> so then I, then I just said, you know, fuck it. My dad was like, you know what? You want to sue them? Sorry, I had to make... You know, because my father has strong principles. He yeah. didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm. He just saw you in cuffs. And was yeah, like, he was not going to interfere. He's a very strong believer in justice. So yeah. He says, I don't know what you've done, so I wasn't going to interfere and be seen as somebody who would interfere. He was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a very principled lawyer, right? You know? so, so when he heard what had happened, he says, if you want us to sue him, we can do it, blah, blah. I said, no, Dad, I'm cool. I'm on my own now. You know? Um, so, but then I resigned after three months. That's when I said, you know, you and your fucking concubine, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Got in, you read that nigga. Right. Concubine's um, more than four letters. <laughs> Shout out to four letters. <laughs> you got to explain that. Man. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> we didn't record that. Because <laughs> we're, we're not intellectual. We, we just use words with four letters. As, as non-intellectuals. We <laughs> intellectual. <laughs> four letters or less. <laughs> Fuck shit. Girl. Yeah, did you ever see him? <laughs> <laughs> fuck girl, dick. <laughs> dick, girl, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Did you ever see um, In Living Color? Yeah. Pop culture. Like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about it. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Shout out to Jim It's Garrett. a conspiracy. <laughs> C O N. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. <laughs> That was a great moment in, in television for yeah. black people. I yeah. love it. It was in awesome, man. It was the beginning of something. Yeah, man. Definitely. You know? I think it was um, after the fucking Bill Cosby era. Then yeah. he got fucking yeah. real. We don't yeah. say Bill Cosby on this podcast. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> after that motherfucking raping, <laughs> ignorant, get him, fucking, get him, Negro, get him, era. <laughs> The docile Negro era. That was a sorry ass excuse for an African era. I feel you. Yeah. He was a fucking asshole. Do you know, I literally, not me necessarily, right, but the program I was doing in Bermuda, right, we ran his ass out of town. Bootsy will tell you. Trying to get Bootsy. how, how, How Cosby opened for him in Bermuda. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be that way. But here's the story, right? (laughs) You want to hear it? Yes, I do. All right. (laughs) Then we can ask him when he comes. (laughs) So, yeah, you got to ask Bootsy about this, right? Yeah, definitely. So, Coz came in, what year was it? It would have been sometime in the 90s, early 90s or thereabouts. And he'd been invited by, I think it was Pride, 
to talk about parenting. Okay, because mm. in those days, he Pride was Pride like, was on um, yeah. prevention, drugs, something, something? Yeah, some shit like that. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Still is. Still right. exists. Yeah. So he was supposed to give an address about parenting. Okay. Now, when like Cos speaks, he commands a fee of, like, minimum. I mean, his, his discount rate is 100 grand Word. to wow. give one speech in the 90s. Fuck. Well, I mean, like he probably ain't got that money. No, I mean, he's probably got that money. He can't do that, no. He'll probably get, like... <laughs> Two mil. I want to hear what Bill Cosby got to say. <laughs> Two mil, nigga. I got rape underneath my belt right now. <laughs> my name is Poppin'. If you want to use it, <laughs> you got to pay me. I'm back in the spotlight. <laughs> Talking about spotlight, have you seen that movie? About putting I have, I have, priests? I have. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Journalism, I'm sure you saw um, yeah. So, so Cos was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so Cos was invited to talk about parenting, mm. right? And he shows up in his private jet. Of course. And at the time, I was producing a show called Fast Forward Bermuda. Right? Nothing to do with, like, the uh, delivering company. No, 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 okay. no. That's a total <laughs> flipping coincidence, right? But it was a program where about take take young people, students in school... And try to make them media makers, make them journalists, mm-hmm. right? And on a two-week cycle, we would pr- we'll conceive and produce a half-hour TV show. It was the most popular show in this country, okay, at the time. We'd interview politicians, we'd explore. So I heard it was coming, and I said, guys, cause is coming. <laughs> and Pause. for three months, man, <laughs> Pause. I, had, I had my people, my, the, the, the kids, read all his books, mm. research, so they will have an interview with this guy. And that would be a strong, sensible interview, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd done some film school with Malcolm Jamal Warner. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Wow, we have so, so much. That don't say what the fuck you <laughs> dropped. Shout Name out to my nigga Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm is one of the most beautiful human beings on this planet. I would planet. think so, yeah, man. He's amazing. He's a right, great actor. Right? I, I enjoy Yeah, yeah. So when he, was, when he was in Cos, I think he'd taken a break from the Cosby show, and he wanted to get into film and become a director. So we both ended up in this program. There was three black guys in this program. Me, Malcolm, and a guy called Maddie Rich. No. Don't know right. I'll tell you who Matter Rich is in a minute. Okay. Right? Um, but the three of us ended up, it was like a summer intensive filmmaking program, okay? And so so Malcolm was there. Um, fast forward, I'm back in Bermuda, and I, so I emailed him. I, did I email him, call him or something? I said, I, you know, I had causes coming. I need to start an interview, blah, blah, blah. You know, he gave me the contact with his agent, and... His agent said, yep, when he comes, you guys will have 15 minutes. Nice. I was like, great. So for three months, my correspondence, you must know Koshay Scott. Yeah, she's my, um, she's my cousin. Cool. Koshay was like, she was 18 at the time, 17, 18. She was the oldest of the, of the group of six that I started the show with. Mm-hmm. Glenn Jones was in the program as well. You know Glenn? I know the name. Yeah, the I, name is very... I can't put a face to it right now, but... Yeah, anyway, so Glenn Jones, um, Victoria Greening, probably don't know her. Um, yeah, it was a six of, like, Bermuda's best and brightest who, you know, needed to explore other things going on besides insurance and yeah. banking as yeah. a career, you mm-hmm. know? Anyway, so they were ready to interview Cos. 
Cos lands in his private jet in a very bad mood. Probably couldn't get that quaalude to work. (laughs) 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 Oh, look. Innocence is proven guilty, right? I gotta say that. Not in this white world. Nah. (laughs) Guilty until I feel that you were innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Until we say. (laughs) Exactly. Until we say. (laughs) Negro. (laughs) (laughs) He allegedly didn't get the quaaludes to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so so he lands in a bad mood. ZBM was all at the airport and he was like, refused to talk to them. I wonder why. So the the whole weekend was like workshops and he, he was supposed to give a speech that morning and then before he left, there was a big dinner and he was supposed to give a, a keynote address and do some performance. Mm-hmm. Boots, he was supposed to open for him for that performance, right? So what happened was the morning he addresses a crowd, the premier was there, who was it? John Swan, I think it was. Mm. He's the one with that big ass Oracle building. Oracle, that Oracle, I don't building. fucking know, man. It's he's got Oracle buildings, building, man. Hey, man, it's the John the Swan building, but yeah. it's yeah, got yeah. Oracle on the side of it, so it's the Oracle building. <laughs> okay, okay, straight okay, the okay. fuck up. Whatever, <laughs> John Swan, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I believe he was. I think he was a premier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a big thing, right? You know. So the morning address that Cos gives. That fucking Negro, right? Okay, tells everybody, all the dignitaries, everybody that was there to hear him speak. Says, I don't know why you're going to pay me $100,000 to tell you how to parent your kids. Mm. I would have felt the exact same way, though. I probably would have did that. Yeah, no, but it was rude, man. That was rudeness. Yeah, true. I mean, but... I mean, looking at the way that Bermuda is... No, he wasn't wrong. ...fucking in debt we are, why the fuck are you going to pay me $100,000 to talk about how to parent your own fucking kids? This was the 90s. No, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Because the sentiment wasn't wrong. Yeah. yeah. But he did agree to do it. That's true. He was mad at himself. He was mad at himself for taking it. That's what it was. Yeah, he was just in a bad mood, basically. That's how I saw it, okay? But where he offended me... And all the kids that had worked hard in preparing for this interview, was at that point, he then turned around and goes up to his fucking room. Mm. And Crochet's like, what's up, Ayo? So he just said that and, and left? Laughed. Yeah. He didn't even like do a speech. He went upstairs to his room. He gave his speech. He said some oh, shit. Gave, oh, okay. Okay. But what we remembered was him saying that shit. Nobody heard anything else after that. Mm. Okay, so everybody's like stunned. Like, Premier and everybody's like, what the fuck? Can I have a little pause, though? Pause? (laughs) No, I mean, like, an actual (laughs) pause. An actual pause. An actual pause. Cosby is a comedian. Do you think he meant it in a comedic way? How could you? I don't know. I'm just saying. No, nobody laughed. (laughs) I mean, you can tell a bad joke. If you you look at Bill Cosby's sort of history in a way. Yeah, he gets down on black people. I get that. He gave, like, you know, the speech where he was talking about, oh... I don't know why black people have names like this and blah, blah, blah. They should just pull up their pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I get that. I was just trying to be devil's advocate again. I'm sorry. Maybe (laughs) I'll just stick to my ignorant nigga ways. (laughs) (laughs) But remember, this is when when Cos was like Cos. He wasn't the fucking rapist. Yeah. You know, he was just the big guy. He had on his jazz shoes. He was a... (laughs) (laughs) Dancing for the white man. (laughs) 
You should film this podcast. <laughs> trying Seriously. to, man. We need money. No, no, no. I, hey, I, my camera's in the car, you know. You should tell me you want to do it. Oh, we got to talk about your thing after the thing. Don't forget that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Um, anyway, so, so Cos does this. And then he goes up to his room. And Crochet's like, aren't we supposed to interview him like now? I'm like, mm. yeah. Okay. I'm going to find out what's going on. So I called him in his room. And I said, I'm the guy that produced in the show, and um, we're supposed to interview you. And he goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you know, I talked to Malcolm. and Pause. You're talking to Cosby right now? Yeah. And <laughs> the, <laughs> that's just swag. I'm just saying. I mean, just, you're just talking to Cosby. I mean, I get that, but you're just you're talking to Cosby. You've talked to Bill Cosby. That's he's, talked, he's talked to Malcolm Jamal Warner, too. I've talked to a lot of criminals. I get that. <laughs> what? I talk to a criminal every five minutes. There you go, exactly. I talk to criminals all the time. No, I get it. I get it. Good one. Good one. I get it. I, need, I missed that. Talk I mean, to criminals all the time. What? I like that. I like what the that. Fuck, man. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. I talk to criminals all the time. All the time, man. I'm a journalist for God's sake, you know. But so I told, I said to Cos, I said, I did say Mr. Cosby. Right. Right. You know. Um, and um, <laughs> and the guy we supposed to interview with us, blah, 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 goes, I don't know what you're talking about. How do you get this uh, interview? I said, well, I spoke to Malcolm. I've not seen Malcolm for, I don't know how long it said. You know, Let's just say six months, just to make yeah, reference yeah. to your father. Because he months. hasn't seen you in six months. There you go. Okay, well, if you like, <laughs> but it's not necessarily accurate. Um, <laughs> disclaimer, right, you know. And then the motherfucker slams a phone on me. Oh, wow. So I spin around, I'm like, mm, Cochet's right there. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to Cochet, right? And she goes, so what's up? Mm. You know, and Cochet, I mean, you know Cochet. Yeah. She, she was then one of the most assertive slash aggressive young black women I knew. You know, that's what I loved about her. Not too far changed. No, too no far of course not. not. <laughs> um, and I said, um, I don't know if this is going to work out, you know. And she goes, oh, man, but you promised, you know, he promised, da, 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 da. I said, well, you know what? The most I can do for you right now is to call, is to have you tell him how you feel. Mm. Smart <laughs> thinking, Ayo. Yeah, that's all I could do. Because you know Cosby loves the kids. And she goes, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you know Coche Scott, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. She goes, okay. So I dialed the room number again. Mr. Cosby, um, somebody wants to speak to you. And she fucking let it rip. Nice. <laughs> That's she the was, way you got to do it. She was like, Mr. Cosby, I do not like the way you treated my producer. We had so much respect for you. Boom, 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 boom. It's all lost now. And then boom. Hung up on him. Like he a hung, real he hung up on him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Seven minutes later, his bags were down in the lobby. Oh, wow. Yeah. The jet had started up oh, wow. on the tarmac. Everybody comes in. What the fuck did you do, Ayo? What's going on? Mr. Cosby's leaving. He's got a keynote to dress on Sunday night. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> right? They had to beg him to stay. Wow. Yeah, Look he was that. ready to just go. Look at that. Two little black kids running the world real quick. Yeah, man. 
So, so, so that's why on the night, the final night, <laughs> he was so still angry enough, right? Because nobody had ever spoken to him like that before, you know. Mm. Mm. Right? <laughs> he opened for Bootsy and then he left. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if Bootsy knows. That's what happened. That's crazy, though. Because Boots is like, hey, car's open for me. <laughs> I would like to hear his version of the story. He's, he's, no, Carl says some shit like, the weather's really bad, I need to, we need to get off early, right? You know. Mm, but yeah. I know we pissed him off so much, right? That he's like, I'm out of here. Okay. Yeah. That so was a great Bermudian the day, story. The day we chased Cosby out of town. <laughs> Chase those crazy Cosby. <laughs> Chase those crazy. <laughs> so we were on the right side of history, right? We decided it was an asshole way back then. Back then. I feel you on that. I yeah. never really liked the Cosby show either. Just being real. I, I so mean, that, well, I was all right with it, but it wasn't totally something I don't feel all of the black community could relate to. It was more like, we're yeah. going to try to be this, but yeah. why don't we, are we, you're sacrificing pieces of yourself yeah i think the most the legacy of the cosby show was actually a negative one because you had white people in america saying well look at the cosby's mm. why can't you be like them mm. yeah but that was a tv show that shit was fictional but why can't you be We're talking about people who may have a mental illness yeah that's true yeah Shout out to all my dad people. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is um, our last episode. Nigga, we ain't getting any further. It's all about mentality. I lived in America for a while, you know, and, and they were, that's what they said. Yeah, but, they said that. But you know, you know this should be like that. <laughs> no, they sound no. more southern. No, no, no. I got to sound more southern than that. If Dr. Huxtable can do it, why can't you? <laughs> Huxtable? I don't even know a black Huxtable. I don't even know. And if Claire can do it, why can't you? Show me a motherfucking black woman that's naming her daughter Claire. <laughs> Silence. Hmm. I don't even know. Now that you mention it, I never thought about that. I'm sure there are some. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure, but that's are. like his name Bill. I mean, okay, his, his actual name, name William. Bill. William. Okay. William. William. Huxtable. Huxtable. It was what was his name? Huxtable. Uh, the character, no, Cliff. Cliff. Huxtable. And, uh, and the wife was Claire. Claire. These Huxtable. were characters. Yeah. These were imagined the characters. But Cos had this idea that he presented this positive upper middle class family mm-hmm. that he might change perceptions of race. That's what he was after, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he did some research. I'm sure maybe that's why he was pissed off when he came to Bermuda. Because the research came out and said, no, actually, no, you've made it worse. Hmm. Yeah. I, I can you see made it worse. I can, I can see both sides of it, where it could be a positive thing yeah. to, like, oh, I can reach this level as a black person. Where are we now? You, you, you resigned. We're, yeah, we're at your next venture. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so by then, I had, I had money to, to do things. And, um, and so I started a restaurant. Sierra Leone. Yeah. I never well, knew that about you, Ayo. Well, I, you know. like I, I feel like I didn't know anything, though. You want to know something else? Yeah.
that's a cliffhanger like a motherfucker, ain't it? <laughs> Stay tuned for part two. I hope you enjoyed. This is what you're saying. Somerset way sando, Southampton way sando, Warwick way sando, Paget way sando, Pembroke, Devon Church, Miss Paris way sando, Hamilton way sando, St. Joe way sando.